All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, and Tyler and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Oilers Nation Radio. I am the host, The Nation Dan, and this is episode 158, delivered to you by our friends at DoorDash. Uh, You'll notice that this is a different start and a different intro than you're used to, a little bit lower energy, perhaps. Uh, That's because Bag Milk and Tyler are gone, and they just left us and gave us no information. And so here we are. We amassed a crack team of, uh, of people to talk some Oilers talk with you for the next hour and a bit. Uh, to my left, I have our producer, Waz. Waz, how are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm glad to replace Bag Milk and uh, Tyler for a little bit here. I'll try well, to... Well, it's, I mean... It's tough, to re- it's tough to replace them, but you're going to do it. I believe you can. Well, Tyler's out in, you know, Chicago doing cool media things with Frank yeah. Saravalli. There's a little bit of jealousy in your voice. I I appreciate that. I wish I was that cool. I want to. I want to leave the country. I haven't left the country like 20 months. Well, that's yeah, fair enough. That's uh, that's a lot of us nowadays. Yeah. Um. Perfect. Well, I'm glad you're here, Waz. Rick, uh, you and I are the only two OGs still left on this panel. How you doing, buddy? (laughs) I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and and I'm doing great because we also have uh. Uh, an employee and then we have an employee light joining us uh caroline you you want to inform us as to who we've asked to join the podcast today as well dan i'd love to say that your intro was great because i felt like i was entering a medit like a meditation podcast i was kind of feeling that asmr vibe you know i don't don't like that though let's have it be soft i want ring i want you had your moment you had your moment (laughs) give me my turn man I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I felt like it was a nice meditation and perfect energy to set the tone of today's perfect. podcast. I decided Physio Mike should come on this pod because we're talking a little bit about injuries today and there's mm-hmm. no better to speak to it than a physio himself. Plus, I'm a, I'm an employee of Nation, but I'd like to say Mike is a the most committed non-employee of a company I've ever seen. So that we, is we need to give him a shout out because he's in the conversation. He's supportive. He constantly wants to give his takes, so here he is. Guys, I've been a hockey fan, Oilers fan for 25 years, diehard. I was the guy that would listen to the radio when all you had was eight channel games once every three yes. months. The pay-per-views. Oh, we're talking about the Jack. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, and let's have some fun. Perfect. So uh, as you guys all know, this podcast is brought to you in part by Sherwood Ford the Giant. And if, we, uh, if you wanted to talk to the folks over at Sherwood Ford, uh, you'd head over to 
2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, or you can also hit them up on social media at Sherwood Ford or on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant, as well as SherwoodFord.ca. If you have any questions for them, anything you need in this crazy time that we're going through right now, uh, just feel free to reach out to them. Even if you just want to say hi, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. So that's our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. And as we always do on this podcast, we start off this episode with Sherwood Ford giant question of the day. And uh, before we get into the actual question, I do want to let a couple of our new guests onto the show this week uh, be able to chime in on last week's question because it's relevant to this one. So last week we asked, what is your most special, most favorite moment you've had watching the Oilers in person? And so I wanted to give an opportunity to both Waz and Caroline and Mike as well to uh, to be able to to fill that in. So let's start with you, Caroline. What, which, what's your favorite moment with the Oilers in person? Okay, so fun fact, I've only ever seen one game Oh, well, it's your favorite and your least favorite. Here we go. Honestly, so it was very cool. So January 10th, 2019, the Oilers played the Panthers. um, And this was a cool experience for me because the day before I was interviewing Darnell Nurse, Larson and Connor McDavid. So um, the next day when we went to the game, uh, the, the Oilers went down, if I can remember correctly, then Darnell, Sounds about right. yeah. <laughs> Darnell Nurse had tied the game up. Then Connor comes and scores a couple goal, goals, goes, go, the game goes into OT and the Oilers ended up winning. So then Oilers fans nice. they found out I was at the game. They're like, you're our good luck charm. Little did I ever, would I ever think that a year later I'd be living here? Um, so I feel like it was just this really cool experience of, uh, my future was kind of forecasted. And I have to say that being in the arena, watching Connor live is something that everyone, even if you're not an Oilers fan should experience because that guy's next level. So. Perfect. I love the answer. It's a great game to, to recite back to. That was, that must've been back in that year where we were just absolutely killing teams in three on three OT, (laughs) but uh, which is every year, I guess, essentially. Mike, what about you? What's your favorite Oilers in-person moment? I've been to many games. I would have to say, Season opener, I think four years ago, Edmonton was playing the Flames. Is that the, that's the one where we opened the arena? It might have been that year or the year after, but I know that uh, Connor McDavid scored a hat trick. I think I remember that one. And one of those goals was the iconic (laughs) flying from our own uh, own zone into the right wing, right side of the Calgary Flames. You remember that goal? Yes. Yeah. I remember hysteria in the building, watching, you know, Connor score hat trick. Season opener, I'm thinking this is the year we just killed our rivals, and then it went downhill from there. Well, that, that sounds about right as well. Perfect. Was what about you? What's your uh, what's your favorite Oilers in person memory? I, I have uh, I've been to a lot of special moments uh, for when it comes to Oilers games. I've somehow been very fortunate to see a lot of uh, really cool stuff on the ice. Uh, but I think mine uh, is probably going to be the day that the game we clinched our first playoff spot in 10, eleven years against the I was the LA Kings we won 2-1 and it was just jubilation all throughout Rogers place to finally make the playoffs after 11 years because like I don't know growing up as a kid I never really experienced playoff hockey so to you know finally be a part of something like that like all I wanted as an Oilers fan for like 11 years was playoff hockey (laughs) so to finally clinch it I was like oh yes and everyone was so happy I remember the the referees in that game they're like delaying it like every the last final seconds they're doing their best to delay like the final whistle. I don't know why. It's like, oh, let's read giving us more time off. to celebrate. I, I guess it was just like it was kind of anticlimactic a little bit. Kind well, that's fair. That. Yeah. But uh, I'll go with the second one though. Uh, when uh, McDavid scored his uh, the greatest goal of his career against the Columbus Blue Jackets. In his Whoa. Season. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's let's not start an entire new debate on this podcast. I, I but, know. Okay. One of but the greatest goals that Connor ever scored. You were there he, for. It. He just came back from his injury, and I just remember yep. when he scored that goal though in Rexall Place. How electric it was! I've never experienced Rexall Place so electric just based off a regular season goal. Like Jesus. I wish I had the privilege to see a game in, inside Rexall. Oh, I wish. I did like, miss I hear, that place. I hear about well, it. I read about it. There are a couple collegiate, like Duke basketball, when they play, they say it's like the same kind of atmosphere and energy. Um, but I wish, I wish I had the opportunity to go inside Rexall and see Connor do something. Because I, I feel don't like, go in now. It's <laughs> it's not it's not anything anymore. Even in its heyday, that was uh, an experience from start to finish. 
Yep. You guys know where, where Rexall Place is located. Yep. That area, uh, that area of the city, you better be in a, in a group. Well, <laughs> that's it's interesting you mentioned that because that was so that was going to be my my next part of my question uh, or the, the actual Sherwood Ford giant question of the day today is uh, is what is your least favorite memory of being at an Oilers game? And I know it's you know, it's not really my shtick to be negative, but I wanted to hear your least favorite. And so, Rick, I'll, I'll give you the floor just because you haven't had a chance to speak yet. I told that uh, I, I put this out there last week too. I put a tail end onto my adult thing. So it's definitely 100% hands down, no questions asked. The fact that we were in town and we witnessed Connor McDavid break his leg against the post and Ooh. that, that whole, that whole situation yeah. was definitely not even, you know what? I've, I'm sure I've been around for a couple of big losses before. I remember being down against San Jose six, nothing in the first period. Um, but this not even close, man. It was it was terrible. It sucked. It was it was the worst. I still have a video I, yeah, I don't, on my. I don't have enough words. I don't have enough words for it. It's bad. It was brutal. I still have a video on my phone of our bus just chanting "It's not broken" because we were just looking oh. for anything positive <laughs> to try and to try and be happy because we had seen a video circulating of people no, scre- of him screaming weird. in the tunnel or something. Yeah. Or you had heard, yeah. Yeah, we had heard from like his cousin or something. Like that. His cousin had <sighs> talked to his mother and his. And told somebody at work or something like that. And I got back. So we okay, well, a little bit at that point, but yeah, still. I immediately <laughs> regret this question, but I'm going to continue with it. <laughs> Waz, what is your least favorite in-person memory? Um, there's one that really stands out to me. And it was probably one of my first, like my middle third ever NHL game. Uh, my dad got order tickets for Christmas. So uh, him and I went back in like 2012. Um, and it was against the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, at the time, the Anaheim Ducks, uh, they turned us into their whipping boy for a bit. And unfortunately, we got blown out 5 nothing that game. Oh. It was a beautiful... No, the worst part, though, was I was sitting beside an Anaheim Ducks fan. And this guy, for whatever reason, just kept, like, pointing out the most random things. Like, he mentioned to me, he's like, oh, yeah, Ryan Gessel's dad's at this game. I can point him out right there. He's in the seats right there. It's Ryan Gessel's dad. I'm like... How, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> the rink like, expert. Yeah. We're like, sitting next to him. This guy was like, uh, oh. Well, it's it good a- to hear it wasn't all bad. You at least got to find out where Ryan gets last dab was sitting. Well, the guy just kept poking at how bad we were. So. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Five, Mike, nothing, what about, fun. Mike, what about you? What's your least favorite Oilers in-person memory? So I agree. I've been to a lot of blow-up losses, games where you'd get hyped up and we'd lose This nine. is a safe space. We have all been there. <laughs> tell, me, tell me how you feel. You guys know yeah. those games you, you go to and you think maybe we're going to pull a rabbit and then the first shot goes in and we lose 9-2 to the Blackhawks. I've been to yeah. Yep. There you go. But uh, I would say in 2002, we're going to go back again. Uh, playoffs versus the Dallas Stars. Bill Guerin scores a hat-trick. And I think we tied the game. And I remember the arena was just popping. Okay. There's, this is my worst memory for two reasons. First of all, I think early third, Dallas scores a goal up four, three. That sucks in and of itself. The thing that sucked even more, I think my dad should have been wearing his glasses that day because we were in the nosebleeds. They score that goal. Not a single peep in the building, except for my dad screaming. Oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. He thought, he, he thought they saved it. And I'm oh, like, no. now, now I'm like mourning this goal and I'm trying to calm the crowd around us because he's a Stars fan. Oh, my God. I, I, that, that's that crazy. One. And we lost that game. That's that's wild. I wow. I have a similar story, but I'll let Caroline go first. What is your least? Oh, I guess you already have. You only have that one. Well, you know what? For for a little bit of a negative question, my positive answer is that I don't have one yet. Because there you go. The one time I've got, I've had the pleasure to watch the Oilers live, uh, I Loved it from start to finish. We won. We came from behind. Saw Connor score two goals. Saw, saw Darnell Nurse do something really cool. And I came home. I'm like, cool. I interviewed these guys. They won the game. I'm going home. And maybe I'm going to move to Edmonton in a year. So <laughs> nothing nothing negative <laughs> at all about that experience. Now, Dan, if you ask me this question in maybe about nine months or so, my answer nope. might be different, but hopefully not. No, I, I I think that you just have to be very selective in the games that you choose. And <laughs> Caroline, the Caroline's Fed push will continue to to help us get to the playoffs. We'll only use you in the necessary, you know, elements and can, game, can must guys, win games. Can you guys imagine this is the year the Oilers win the cup? Okay. Like, I swear to God, there's a good luck charm element 
to me being we would put a statue of caroline right beside Gretzky. we'd have yeah we would we put so. it outside of dog patch at least yes and it would be made out of probably made out of like butter and matchsticks but it would be there for a couple days before the birds picked it away but i agree um but i have a similar story to you mike about your father but it was me um i came into edmonton i have an amazing streak of games where when i was living in halifax i don't know if you knew that i did live in halifax for a while it's a really? running gag on the podcast um but uh but but i i I'd save up all my money. I worked when I was in grade 11 the entire summer to be able to come visit. And then later on in my life, I was able to save some money and scrounge some pennies together. Um, but I was at one game and I saw the Canucks beat us three to nothing. I had, I was horribly tired. I partied the night before. And, uh, and so watched the Canucks beat us three to nothing. The third goal, I was like dozing off in the nosebleeds and they scored the goal and I started celebrating. And then my cousin just wails off and smokes me and i and i didn't know what was going on but it was because he was trying to save me from getting murdered by somebody in the upper bowl so uh so yeah i'm right there i actually have the list of games that i went to i saw a game on december the 18th 2003 the oilers tied the wild so i did get to see one goal and then i saw them lose three to nothing to the canucks on the 20th of 2003 in december uh october the 24th 2013 i saw them lose to the capitals four to one uh, I only saw one goal or I didn't see that one goal because we left early. The the guy that took me wanted to go home. And so we left, missed it. And then I saw them lose four to nothing to the Leafs and four to nothing to the wings after that on that same trip. So yeah, I saw one goal in the 15 years or so that I was away from the city. So I've got plenty of them. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's just the way it goes, but Hey, but here we go. Let's, yeah, let's shift it. So let's shift it to another positive bit of news. Dylan Holloway. Uh, oh. Dylan Holloway, unfortunately, uh, did, did, it did get announced this week, uh, that he will have, or he has gone on, undergone again, wrist surgery. Uh, so we did bring in the expert here. Yes. Mike, you can tell us exactly what's wrong with him. You can tell us exactly what to expect from him when he gets back. But, uh, but, but what are, how are you familiar with the surgeries that he's had done? Mike? Scaphoid injury is common. It's a common injury for someone that's going to fall on an outstretched hand. They usually break those eight carpal bones. The scaphoid is most commonly injured. Um, the, the finicky thing about a scaphoid is that it's, it's blood supply of all things to injure, right? Yeah. This one carpal bone in a certain area, if it breaks there is less prone to healing just because of a lack of blood supply there. And my guess is because he had it surgically repaired my guess. And of course this is not Intel. I don't know, but for him to not have fully healed yet and for him to get another surgery, my guess is, is that, it was that part of the bone that doesn't have the most blood supply, which doesn't make it the most um, favorable uh, surgery for full recovery. And I also don't know if he sped up. I heard that after his uh, surgery, he was playing games pretty quickly in Wisconsin. So to go, to go under the knife again, um, I'm sure this disappoints or there's management or there's fans. We've got so much hope for this guy. And Dylan himself, I'm sure, too. Dylan himself. And I'd heard from a lot of people that this year he came into camp, like, absolutely juiced, strong, athletic, breaking records, the whole shebang. This guy's a prospect. Um, unfortunate, definitely treatable. If, if the surgery went well, which I, I think it will, they're going to give him all the resources in the world. He should be back in three months. So what happened? That was the one bone and blood flow didn't go to that. Is that what you're saying? So my, my guess is the reason. Allegedly, that... in Mike's opinion. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. I'm Literally. like curious now. So if you look at scaphoid injuries, then just generally, depending on the area of the break, there might be an issue with blood supply, which can hinder its progress with respect to healing. And if he was playing games after that and it wasn't time to play, I'm not too sure. But at the end of the day, that would be my guess as to why he's had a second surgery on that bone. Got but it, it can Rick. be fixed. It can be fixed. Like whatever was, whatever part of the surgery went wrong last time, if it, it did, allegedly, fixable. in our opinion. Yeah, exactly. so it's still fixable exactly. to the point he's going to yeah. be 100%. So he'll be, he'll be perfect once he's all fully healed, if it went properly this time. And I, exactly. And I don't know if it wasn't 100%. I don't know. Yeah. If this is just speculation, just based yep. on injuries. Um, definitely treatable, surgically repaired. And, you know, in, in three months with, with the right rehab program, you should be good to go. Perfect. Waz, what do you think? What do you know about scaphoid injuries? I know nothing. Okay. I'm just yeah, checking. No, just checking. I, I didn't know if you could. 
I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here and I'm cracking up at how about how many times Mike's like allegedly this is well you, oh you can't get sued we can't know, get sued we can't do that Listen, I, got, I got good insurance but I just don't want to get charged <laughs> well you know what that's it's crazy you should mention that Mike because speaking of insurance we have an insurance partner at Cornerstone Insurance if you visit them at cornerstoneins.ca you'll be able to check out all the offerings that they have for you but specifically offered to citizens of the nation so that's that doesn't mean that it's only Oilers Nation fans, Caroline. Uh, if you're a citizen of the nation, you, they give you all kinds of different uh, special perks. One of those is you get a preferred discount insurance rate on home and insurance. So uh, home and auto insurance, good read, Dan. Uh, but if you give them a call at one 888 they'll be able to answer all your questions and figure out what nonsense I was just saying. Uh, so if you give them a call again at toll-free at one 448 706 or visit them at cornerstoneins.ca, they'll be able to help you out over at Cornerstone Insurance. We love having them on the podcast. Uh, new new topic, I guess. Great transition again. Uh, this week, we it was announced that the PTO train continues to roll through Edmonton with the addition of Colton Sevior. In 46 games with the Pittsburgh Penguins last year, scored five goals, five assists for 10 points in just about nine and a half minutes per game. Uh, Rick, is this exciting to you? Is this nothing news? What do you what do you feel like this one for you? Personally, I think it's kind of nothing news. I think that we have 12 to 14 guys ahead of him anyways. So I guess if he does crack something, then it, it will make news. But I don't see it really amounting to anything. Caroline, what about you? Are you thinking we got a big addition here or is this just a a hope and a prayer. I'm the type of person I'm like, I hope the best happens for this guy, but I'm with Rick. I think it's nothing news. I was talking to Mike about it this morning and we were both like, we haven't really heard about this guy before. Hopefully, you know, Zach's article on uh, oilersnation.com was really good. If someone wants to go check out this guy's stats or what he did uh, last year with the pens, you guys should go read Zach's article, but I don't know. I hope the best for him, whoever can help the Oilers. I hope, you know, it works out, but to me, I'm not like, Ooh, this is a hard hitting player or a hard hitting news headline. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that Caroline, because both Waz and Mike, yeah, you guys, Zach did note that the, his underlying analytics are pretty good. Uh, wasn't great on the PK though. And I think that that's kind of, you know, at least in my opinion, Dave Tippett's shtick is he likes to have his third and fourth line guys be able to chip in on the PK. So, so Mike, what do you think is, is, are we, is this just another summer acquisition or should we be excited about this? I would say summer acquisition. I think it's the, the more bodies, the more competition, the better Um, give him a chance. And we've seen guys on PTO make the team in the past. So from that sense, I don't mind the addition, but like Caroline was saying, when I heard the name, I've, I've heard his name, but I don't know much about, Yeah, you know, scoring 10, 10 points with nine and a half minutes <clears throat> ice time a game is not bad. And if he has the underlying metrics to go with it, I applaud that. One question I have, does anyone at the Oilers care about underlying numbers? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Yeah. And that's actually kind of what I was going to say to Waz is this to me, you know, if for a guy that has some good numbers, do you think that this is a sign that maybe they're looking at that stuff now, or is this just, you know, again, filling in a roster spot, maybe giving Dylan Holloway's raw or a camp spot away kind of thing. Maybe a little bit. I mean, sure. With Dylan Holloway as well. I also have to consider that. I mean, Yamamoto still not resigned. Right. So um, but yeah, it's like always in the past. I don't really expect much out of PTOs. It's just, you know, give it to a player, see what happens. I mean, I know when St. Louis, they gave PTOs to James Neal and uh, Michael Forleek. So um, I don't know. I've never really expected much out of PTOs, like I said, uh, unless it was like Christopher Stieg a couple of years ago and then he went to the Flames. That pissed me off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but hopefully he can uh, surprise us. It's my best hope. Just surprise Chris- me. Christopher Stieg is a friend of the show now, though. We all is forgiven because he came on our podcast. So, no, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Interesting. Um, yeah, and yeah, for me, it's just like like Mike and Caroline were saying, too. It's, it's you know, it's a name that you recognize. Mm-hmm. And so he's an NHLer. Why not give him a shot to come in and, Look, and push those guys and maybe get a job somewhere else for him, too? He played with Sidney Crosby. Yep. It's got, it's got to be a sign, right? Yep. He was in the same locker room, so he's going to bring that greatness here to Connor McDavid, and then we're going to win the Cup. It gets uh, gets Connor McDavid. It gives Connor McDavid somebody to talk to and plan ahead for the Olympics <laughs> this year, right? That's true. That's the yes. that's the big thing. Uh, as always, this podcast delivered to you by DoorDash. I forgot to mention, but the if you use the promo code 
O N Radio D D, you get uh, you get your your special discount there for them. So if you're using DoorDash, feel free to use O N Radio D D uh, to get your promo code there. Now we're going to jump to a segment called Ask the Idiots. And unfortunately, we couldn't find any idiots this week, so we brought you guys in. And so I've got some rapid-fire questions to uh, to just rattle off to you. Some people reached out, sent me some DMs. I also just made up some stuff. So you guys have not been given this list of questions. So the, the answers are going to be quick, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. So like first, first question came in from Brett Luchansky. That's B. Luchansky on Twitter. How far do you think you could hit a field goal from? Caroline, we'll start with you. Love this question. It's not like I did it yesterday. Okay. We were at Commonwealth yesterday, and uh, I did it from, what, 30 yards out? That's what Brett told me. I, I didn't get a chance to see the video yet. 30 yards out in skinny jeans, may I add. Let's... And and, and um, I never am one to pump my own tires, but this is an athletic feat that I'm very, very proud of, slash CFL signed me. Um, but I was just in skinny jeans. I, I hadn't kicked a football since last winter and, um, it was my second attempt. So I was happy. I was proud and she killed him. I'm here to, I'm here to play for the Edmonton Elks here. I thought my calling was nation, but now I'm starting to think my calling is oh. a for the Elks. The Elks are a part of the nation as well. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Mike, what about you? Do you think you could outdo Caroline 31 yards or? So I'm going to give you the story. She had some work to do at Commonwealth. And the second I found out she was going there on the field, grabbed the duffel bag, threw in cleats, threw in a soccer ball and a football. Yes. She's like, Mike, what are you doing? I said, listen, I've never been on this field since I was a kid. I've dreamed of kicking a field goal on the damn uh, turf. <laughs> so I took it there. She finished her shoot. And I said, okay, now hold on for me. I, <laughs> my stuff. I make, I think 15, 10 or 15 attempts could not hit this thing. Okay. Oh no. I'm, I'm getting ready for like, I'm thinking in my head, I can hear the 40, no problem. I can't <laughs> even hit 30. Lucky for Caroline, her cleats are in the bag. She's like, hold on. Puts the damn shoes on. First kick missed by like a yard. Second kick nailed it. And that's why my reaction was crazy. Nice. She showed me up. So I, to, to put it to you this way, maybe a 25 yarder. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. You know, I, I, speaking as you guys both do there about about actually having to kick the ball. Were you kicking a CFL size ball or was it NFL? It might have been NFL. No, it was NFL. It was the one. So NFL Canada had sent me some stuff before NFL kickoff started uh, a week ago now. So that was the, the official football they sent me. So wow. Yeah, it was it was fun. But you know what? I will give Mike some credit when he were when he was taking his attempts. The wind was insane. Yeah. I took my attempt on when the wind kind of calmed down, but that I talked that up to. Uh, work smarter, not harder. And if I can talk one more thing, there was a group of people that helped us, that led us into the uh, arena, into the stadium. Caroline kept on harping me, Mike, let's go. Mike, these poor people, Mike. So there was a bit of pressure, wind no. and pressure, right? <laughs> You put those two together and you get stuff to perform, right? Oh well, it might as well have been a might as well have been a full stadium there. That's what it felt like. I, you. Oh I get it. You know, I the CFL it. is the CFL is looking for kicker help all the time. There's always upheaval in special teams. Waz, what do you think? Th over or under 30 yard kick for yourself? I go a little bit over. Oh, yeah. okay. I like I'm this. Confident. This is good because because this is party. exactly this is exactly what we're going to be able to use. This we'll be able to go back to the tape. Was you're going to make it for us? Well, so uh, we're marching perfect. it out in the back alley somewhere. All right. I mean, well, I, when I play soccer with my team outdoor, I usually take the goal kicks because my our goalies are usually really shitty. So I take the goal kicks and they always always make it into the other team's uh, penalty box. And I get well, these nice. Very different ball. May I ask? Oh, a little come different. On. A little different. Come on. <laughs> See, we've we, on this very podcast, we've had people say that they could throw baseballs over the North Saskatchewan River. So <laughs> we're all about the big. Uh, we're all about I, the big claims here. There's areas. There's still a spot out there. I think we're gonna do it. Coom just keeps running to Toronto to before we can get him nailed down to do it for us. So look, my right foot disappeared. My right foot might be missing a pinky toe, but I'm confident. <laughs> that's fair if, if you if you haven't heard the pinky toe story listen to nation real life the episode with Waz. he tells all about the sweet details of how he lost his pinky toe uh rick what about you over or under 31 yards that Waz set the bar cat in his you know mind what, a couple a couple <laughs> years ago i had a, i had a layover in phoenix and it was nice. the monday of uh right after pro bowl and the, the super bowl was in was in phoenix so I has actually got to spend a little bit of time at the NFL, whatever little thing they do. You got to go out and kick the ball, do you go a punt and field goal. And I wish I could remember 
But I, I do remember one thing is it was damn near impossible to try and get it through the uprights. So I'm going with under. Yeah, I, you, you yeah, have I to pound the under. Hmm. Like Caroline absolutely destroyed that ball. Like I, when I was young in grade nine, I, I was able to go down and I, I did like sideline refereeing for a, for a high school football championship in Calgary at uh, the, what is the name of their football stadium? I can't remember. McMahon stadium. And, uh, and I got out at halftime and we, we got in a lot of trouble for doing it, but we were out there kicking field goals and uh, yeah, it is deceptively not easy, even with the uprights right in front of the line there. So credit to you, Caroline. And thanks to Brett Lachansky for the question there. Uh, I had a question for you, idiots, non-idiots. What does a bounce back season for Ryan Nugent Hopkins mean to you? What about you was, what do you think to answer that question? Like what? What does it look like to me? Or? Yeah. Well, what would a what would if I was to say Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a bounce back 2021-22 season? What does that mean to Waz? At least over twenty goals, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's twenty a, goals is a benchmark. That's a good I'm, start. I'm I'm pretty confident in his two week game as it is. I just want to see more uh, scoring out of him. Do you think that he's capable of doing that? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. He's got. I think he's got one of the most underrated wrist shots in the league. Perfect. So. Mike. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a bounce back season. We're at the end of the season next year. What does that mean to you? I will say he gets his power play time. He's a former first overall pick. I expect a lot out of a guy that was just signed for eight years and is probably the most tenured oiler now. So bounce back season for a guy like him who is a veteran and we expect a lot. Give me 25 goals, 40 apples, 65 points. And I'd say we're, we're a bounce Good for back. you. That's a that's a heck of a bounce back. It is, but I expect that he's this guy. He's, I mean, he's our guy. I like it. Rick, Rick, what about you? What is your what is a bounce back season to Ryan Nugent Hopkins for you? Yeah, no, I agree with everybody here. It's uh, it's on the offset offensive side of the puck and 20, 25. You're right around sixty points. Sixty to seventy mm-hmm. points is where I think uh, is where I think you'd expect him in there. And if he goes above seventy, which I fully. Uh, believe he can then we're talking about uh, a really good season for him and last but not least caroline are you are you looking at goals and points as a benchmark for nuge or is there something else that you're thinking is a bounce back for him what i will say is i remember when i was watching last season and i watched the oilers consistently with mike i would always say about nuge like i wish this guy had a little bit more oomph in the offense so i do agree with everything you guys are saying so if, if nuge could find something a little bit more energy, a little bit more star power, um, going to that next gear that we all know he has to to contribute a little bit more offensively for the Oilers. I think that would be considered bounce back. And I'd love to um, just add that if him and Brienne, who are super amazing dog parents, could adopt one more dog here in Edmonton, and they've done a lot of work advocating for animals in need and pets that need a home here in Edmonton and have volunteered a lot of their time, that would be my ultimate way to bounce back. Uh, I know that's a non-hockey answer, but you can just see as much as they are loved here, as much as Nuge is loved on the ice, he's loved just as much off the ice for everything he does for Edmonton and Edmontonians. And I just want to add on to Nuge. I'm pretty confident he can do that considering uh, prior to COVID shutting down to the world, he had 61 points in 65 games with 22 goals. So he, he was putting up some decent numbers before COVID. So I, I think he can easily get back to those uh, levels. He's well, got to get back to shooting the puck. He's got to exactly. get back to shooting the puck. Yeah. He had that little snipe from above the circles there two years ago or whenever whenever it was uh, he was getting going there. He gets that, he gets that back. He'll be fine. Well, you know, we've all, uh, we've all had a rough time during COVID, so I think we all deserve a good bounce back season. Uh, this one is coming in from Waz, a, a person named Waz. They didn't give us any more information than that. Uh, but the question is, would you rather experience a seven-game Battle of Alberta, not knowing who would win that game? I mean, we know, but not knowing who would. Uh, or be there to see McDavid break one of Gretzky's records? Great question by Waz. Thank you for that question, Waz. I'll go to you, Waz. What do you think is the answer to that question? So to clarify, it's like a seven-game series, like full yes. seven. Okay, cool. Um, I don't – it's it's a tough one because, you know, we haven't seen a Battle of Alberta in the playoffs in, since, what, like 91? And, like, that's something I would love to experience. But at the same time, Gretzky has so many crazy records that, you know, can, can he get 215 points? Can he score 93 goals? The 50 goals in 39 games, That's I think that's never going to be broken. But I, I don't know. I, I, I want to go with Battle of Alberta. Like it's, I think it's more realistic as well, but it's just the intensity. That's what I live for. 
I I'm glad that you got to think about this one because it 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 is a it's a great question that you posed. Like, is it a, it is a genuinely tough decision to make? Uh, Caroline, what about you? What do you think the answer to the question? Seven game Battle of Alberta series or McDavid breaking a Gretzky record? Alberta Battle of Alberta, of course, every hockey fan knows about. But for me, since I'm not, I'm now only now immersed in Edmonton versus Calgary. My answer would solely go to McDavid breaking a Gretzky record because as a as an overall hockey fan, that would be something that everyone would be like in absolute disbelief and shock about I think that'd be super exciting but I don't know if my answer will change once I experience my first trip with nation to go see um the Oilers and the Flames play because when we were in Calgary well we were in Calgary not too long ago and everywhere we walked Mike's like this place oh this place I'm like wow the disgust that you know Edmontonians have really towards well it's, flames, it's, it's it, it runs it's, deep it's and I, from hockey and as a sports fan I freaking love this stuff like I, I could eat this up all day so you know what my answer might change but right now it's uh McDavid breaking a Gretzky record can you blame Mike for not liking Calgary because they have no sidewalks there? Fun fact, no sidewalks. If you've never visited Calgary, we don't know why. We still haven't been able to figure that out. But that is quite annoying as an Edmontonian who's lived with sidewalks our entire lives. Mike, what do you think? Series, seven-game series against Calgary or a Gretzky record being broken? Okay, there's. I'm going to say two things. The first one is clarification on the question. Are you saying watch the entire seven-game series or just watch one game where no, you get it. You just get the seven-game series uh, between Calgary and and, Calgary and Edmonton. Well, wonderful question, Waz, first of all. Thank <laughs> you so much. Oh, is uh, this is this Waz asking the question? Oh, man, I didn't even connect the dots there. I would say, listen, if you can, I mean, we're going to be playing the Flames for the rest of time, and I, I'm sure we're going to meet in the playoffs once we go far. Actually, maybe not now, because Calgary is limping a bit, but... <laughs> That's the thing. I would, I would say if you're going to get a chance to beat the greatest of all times record. It's got to be a, 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 an amazing record. If it is, you're going to be witnessing something that's, yeah. that's special that might not get broken again. Give me that. It's true. We need to get you guys disagreeing more on stuff. I think in these ones, but Rick, what do you <laughs> say for, uh, what do you say? Final word. I, th- I think, you know what? I, I kind of want clarification on which, on which record. Because yeah, well, that's sure it's kind of yeah. Has, yeah I know, to, I know. But when it, but when I look at it at the end of the day, I think it is the seven game series. Um, we've all gone through seven game series with the Oilers. It's it's incredible from two days before it starts till depends on how long after it depends on how that seventh game goes and everything in between. So you're talking like two weeks, ten days, whatever of just being like jacked up, incredibly nervous, <laughs> can't really eat always drunk and if you're not drunk you're hungover whereas the Gretzky whereas the record breaking is it's over in a flash like it's really cool don't get me wrong but it's over in a flash whereas you know what whether you go back to 06 and and that whole series that at the end dude it was nuts it was nuts and I know if it was Calgary it can't be for the final but it could be for the uh to to, to go to the to go to the finals I think you know it just has to be the whole series because it's just there's just so much so much more packed into it and you're really not losing on any of the excitement because we're going to win at least three of the games and those games are going to be ridiculous. So for, so for me, for hypotheticals, you have to kind of read the between the lines and I go with the Gretzky record because that means that McDavid's been an oiler for a really long time. And so right, therefore that's playing. my answer. Grand, grand no, man. he could get a one. He could, he could do it. He could score, uh, do something in one game that Gretzky's already done. That's true. Over. That's all. That's, that's a very good point, yeah. but I just, and to way. be fair and to be fair at the end of the day, we're Edmonton Oiler fans first mm-hmm. and foremost, mm-hmm. but, and don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Connor McDavid, but if he were to leave tomorrow, we're still Edmonton Oiler fans. Yes. I, I, love, I, would, that. I love, I would that. like Connor McDavid on the same team too, though. I so would I, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you were to where would your allegiance go, it would stay right here. So. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, well. Before, before you guys move on, we have to share a story about when we were in Calgary. Okay. Well, Caroline wants me to share it because this she was, got a kick out of well, it. Well, that's crazy. Actually, here's here's the crazy thing. My next question is, can you tell us a story about a time you were in Calgary? So oh. go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. So basically what we're saying here is I'm psychic and book a session with me um, for your psychic update. So I've, I've been to Calgary less than five times my entire life. I will never good. go to Calgary well done. unless I have to. It's good. Um, <clears throat> my hatred for them is deep. It's weird. It's just like I got so 
We all understand it. You're in a safe space here, Mike. You know, we hate them. You've seen those games against Calgary. Uh, The way they take runs that back in the day, it was Hall and and Hemsky even worse. Hemsky, Regeer. Robin Regeer, yep. Robin Regeer was the the bane of his existence. So it goes back. um, When we were in Calgary a few weeks ago, uh, meeting with friends, our boy Kashi was there with us, right? He's our dog. Most famous dog in the world. Um, and he's got to go to the bathroom once or twice a day. That's that's regular. So when I was on on dog duties, Kashi went for a nice little walk and did his business. Number two, <laughs> dog can go. And then when I came back, I came back with the plastic bag on the leash. And Caroline was like, "Why did he go?" I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Well, why do you have the bag?" I said, "Listen, in Calgary, we don't pick up his crap. We leave our, we leave our, we leave our mark." <laughs> oh like no. This. Wow, I, like I, I kind of, no, I kind of allegedly this wow. happened. If you're listening and you work for the city of Calgary, <laughs> yeah, we I didn't do this. As soon as like I was like, Mike, one, you have to share that story on the pod one day, and two, I guarantee to you the city of Calgary comes after you and finds like well see okay. we've see we have stolen shovels from their arenas and they we haven't come back after a better us. one. We do we give, give them, them back, back we smuggle one. them back inside, it's a mess, but we did it. And so, you know, if you're out on the lamb, Mike, we're on the lamb too. The only good <laughs> oh, thing my, my about guy. Calgary is the fact that Banff is right there. That's it. Oh, it's a it's a really great spot to wave as you drive by to Banff. But you know what Calgary doesn't have? It's 11 locations for Buster's Pizza and Donaire. Great for before or after any BOA and uh, delicious nonetheless. So check out Buster's Pizza and Donaire at busterspizza.ca. Okay, yes. here's, here's, here's an unbiased opinion, right? I just moved to Edmonton. When everyone says, oh, you live in Alberta, you need to go check out Calgary. It's so much better than Edmonton. I'm in Calgary. I literally, and, and Mike can vouch for me. I'm like, I don't like it here. It's, it's too, I love Toronto, but I'm not the biggest fan of the city. I'm like, it, it has a Toronto feel to it. It doesn't have that hometown feel to it where when you come to Edmonton no no keep going about what sucks about Calgary let's go come on. <laughs> this is a good podcast for this Edmonton is a obviously a city but I feel like it has a small town feel where when you walk outside you can talk to people people are friendly to you you see someone that you've seen only twice and you have a full-blown conversation with them look look at me a, a Leafs fan for my whole life I come to Edmonton and I'm like cheering for the Oilers and it's because the energy of the city is different I go to Calgary and I'm like Mike when are we leaving here i don't care about and the city i don't care about how industrial it is like okay leave cashy shit on the side of the sidewalk and let's get in our car and go back to edmonton <laughs> i love I the love aggression this is good this yeah. is good wow this is uh this is beautiful i so it's funny that you say that because um randomly uh back in oh, i don't even know what run this was it was when the flames got eliminated by the colorado avalanche beautiful. Uh, the nation and chris and i actually had to go down and host a party for them <laughs> as flames nation fans oh i heard um, about that and so we were down there. We were at a at a Some, bar in Calgary in in one of their industrial zones, and like embarrassing. So so we're at this game. I we were like like there's no footage of us here because both Chris and I had an agreement that we would never take footage of each other. <laughs> and couldn't use that stuff against each other. But I started a chant for them in the bar because it was they were up. I think it was like three to two at that point. They had been up like at least three to nothing. Um, and uh, and I started a chant, but I did it absolutely wrong so uh, let's go oilers here in edmonton doesn't really work in calgary it's go flames go and but i started the let's go flames and i didn't have the cadence right or anything and they started booing me but anyways the reason that i thought it was really funny was because the game goes to overtime and everybody left the bar the entire bar emptied out not there was not like we before, we went the, to this, before overtime before, over, before like, as, overtime like in the overtime intermission everybody left and it, and like i get i understand that some people have to go home and you no, know no, they I have lives and stuff well some people do like absolutely some people might have had cash at home cash at home and they needed to run cash out and leave their poop on the side of the road but <laughs> but um but for yeah, for me it was it was shocking. We went up to the staff. We're like, "Do you guys still want us to host a party here? Like, there's nobody that cares anymore." And uh, we did. We did host an overtime party for them, and uh, we celebrated like Oilers fans when Colorado scored. But uh, but yeah, so I get it. It's there's just I, like I understand that there's this the the sea of red and the red mile and those things have their niche there. But Calgary is always just not going to be Edmonton, and that's the end of it. I agree. I love this. So, 
love so you. there we go. So that's so that's what this podcast is. I think going to be titled is Calgary is never going to be Edmonton, and uh, that's going to upset some people down south, and that's fine. Uh, but you know who doesn't upset the people down south? Our friends at Deuce Vodka. If you head over to DeuceVodka.ca right now, I was over checking it out. Uh, my four fine guests here that are joining me hosting this uh, can attest to, I just found CC Caesar. So if you head over to deucevodka.ca, they actually have a delicious sounding Caesar uh, made specifically for, I believe, Cecilia Kissel uh, herself. So you can go ahead and check that recipe out. And if you want to find out where you can get Deuce Vodka, you can check both liquorconnect.com and if you're in Saskatchewan, sasklicker.com and they'll be able to point you in the direction of your nearest liquor store that does carry deuce vodka so as we do every week when i announce or when we announce the deuce vodka promotion we're also going to be talking about the deuce vodka hot and cold performers of the week but because i'm the host and nobody's here to tell me i can't do it i wanted to do something a little bit special in honor of an edmontonian that we unfortunately lost this week uh, her name is julie Rohr. if you haven't checked it out yet i encourage you to i'm gonna get choked up just talking about um anyways there's a a lovely lady that passed away this week here in Edmonton and she was always about positivity. And so if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, the hashtag we love Julie roar is uh, it was trending Canada wide. It was a fantastic little outpour of love for a, a lady that put out a lot of positivity from our city um, here. So this week on our juice vodka, hot and cold performer of the week, we're going to do two times the hot and we're going to be all positive here at the end. And I've told everybody, if they can't think of two positives, feel free to just uh, throw it one double and uh, we'll do it that way. So uh, Mike and, and Caroline, I'll, I'll start with you, Mike uh, for your deuce vodka, double hot performer of the week. Positive of the week is we were talking about it earlier, but we got to go to Commonwealth, had a good time there. And not only did Caroline make the field goal, but I was supportive of it. And I mean, we had, we, we had a good time with it. You know, for me, I, I depends on what kind of person you are, but if my lady can do something that I can, I think it's the most amazing thing ever. And <laughs> she's a good sport of it. I mean, I'd be rubbing it in my, my face still. She kind of stopped talking about it, but <laughs> humble, <laughs> humble. <laughs> but that was a really good time we had and i'd say that's the positive performance awesome. my two positives dan i'd love to give you a shout out for hosting this pod hosting is not easy it's harder than people think and i think that dan you did a great job and one of the things that makes you i think so great as a human being is that you're so genuine and you just saw that in your authenticity and your emotion right now so i think you deserve a massive high five and nation's very lucky to have you and my second uh positive is that i tried a donaire calzone from from sal's famous sal's famous 82nd street on 82nd street and it absolutely blew my mind so now now that every time i have a cheat day it's going to be a donaire calzone i thought a donaire pizza was one thing i thought a donaire was one thing then i met the donaire pizza and then the donaire uh, donaire calzone came knocking on my door and i'm going to stick with that bad boy from now on Perfect. And I forgot to do the buttons. I'm so sorry for both Mike and Caroline. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So uh, thank you guys. That's, that's some awesome picks there. Waz, what about you? Your double deuce vodka hot performers of the week. Uh, well, uh, I'll go with uh, something a little similar, maybe. Um, not really. Uh, I'm going to show it to uh, Recky Robbie chowd from new brunswick i per- probably butchered his last name but he's this kid who collected 500 Connor mcdavid hockey cards that's crazy that's insane like the dead the amount of dedication just to collect that and i remember when mcdavid uh his rookie season came around and i tried finding his rookie rookie card and i, I spent a lot of money on unnecessary hockey cards <laughs> and never got one so <laughs> credit to him and um I guess my other hot performer of the week is just the uh, all the Oilers coming back to town for training camp, rookie season, and the fact that hockey season is just around the corner. I'm very excited for that. I mean, I'm desperate for any hockey action and content. Uh, personally, I've always been a big fan of seeing the rookies play and hearing the good things about them. So I'm hoping some can crack the lineup. Awesome. Rick, your Deuce Vodka double hot performer of the week. Well, first one, we'll go back to, I think it was last week and last Saturday or something like that. The fans at uh, Miami Stadium for the university game, there was, uh, there was a cat hanging. I don't know how that cat got there, but all of a sudden you see this cat hanging by like its claws. 
from the from whatever level it was and just kind of so the whoever everybody who uh who used whatever flag or sweater or whatever they used to catch the cat and save the cat we'll give them the hot performers and this second one i wasn't sure where i was gonna go with it till about 10 minutes ago when i uh when i got a glimpse of the hatred for that city a couple hours away from us from two people involved in today's podcast so the two of you will get the other hot performer here one, Carolyn, just your just the way you spoke about it, the, the I loved every ounce of that. I've been in this city for my entire life. I feel exactly that, except for the one little spot there, Singapore Sam's. You guys are good. We'll leave you alone of this. And then Mike, the dog shit part. That was, dude, that was hands down. That was fantastic. Thank you for that. That was perfect. And definitely you guys can take number two on this one. Appreciate you. I well. get <laughs> you know what? The thing about me, I'm so loyal. One. I get passionate in two. Now, if anyone tries to like crap on Edmonton, I'll tell them where to put it quickly. Literally on it. the side of the road and don't pick it up. <laughs> like, she's, she's our girl. <laughs> you, guys don't, you guys don't even understand. Like I, I, I give it back to like Leafs fans who DM me in my, in my inbox. Like, why have you gone to the dark side? I said, why are you messaging? I don't say anything because I don't want to. But, but I, I'm I dig it. Loyal. I dig it. Well, I couldn't find my mute button there. Thank you guys for filling in the spot there. Uh, my my Deuce Vodka, two hot performers of the week, is going to go out. It's going to be completely within-house uh, and self-serving for us. It's uh, it's going to go to David Quadrelli and Tyler Uremchuk for both of their announcements this week. Uh, Tyler is now full-time podcast guru uh, with The Nation, specifically doing a lot more stuff with the DFO Rundown. So if you want to check out his, his stuff alongside Frank Saravalli at the Players Media meat scrum all that good stuff uh you can check it over at daily face off on social media or dfo uh dfo hockey on twitter as well uh and then for david quadrelli uh for the first time in a long time the site has a managing editor and and uh i know bag milk was was doing great work with that and and coom and and zach were hanging out as much or helping out as much as they could too uh but it's it's really awesome for this site to have somebody like quadrelli um you know, doing, doing the work that we need done. And, and uh, I'm really excited for this season, just, just from every side of this network, you know, Oilers fans, of course, but we love to see, uh, to see all the teams get passionate and get excited. And, and David Quadrelli is going to oversee that. So my Deuce Vodka double hot performers of the week, go to Tyler Uremchuk and David Quadrelli. And I don't have a button for that. So uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. I do have some more Ask the Idiot questions. I just wanted to rattle off just because I think we have a bit more time to tuck it in here. Um, I had a question that came in from Todd from Sherwood Park. Uh, over under three and a half more vacations for Tyler by the end of the season. So uh, if you're if you're just new to the show, Tyler Yemchuk takes a lot of vacations. He started out with us this brand new announcement and immediately headed to Chicago. Of course, it was a work vacation, so that's good. But uh, over under three and a half more vacations for Tyler by the end of the season. Mike, I'll start with you just because I uh, you're, I know you're a fan of ours and, and a fan of Tyler's. What do you think about Tyler's vacation schedule? I'd say based on uh, past experience and what we see with Tyler, we're going to go over for sure. <laughs> nice. Dropping it right away. Caroline? Yeah, trends don't lie, right? We got to look at statistics. We got to look at timelines. You know, we got to do the full, full-time full analysis. I'm going to agree with Mike. We're over. I love that this is actually a question that was asked of us. Rick, <laughs> three and a half vacations. What do you think? I don't think Wanye and Jay are going to let that fly. I think uh, Ooh, the, good easiness, point. the easy schedule of the radio is uh, is over and done with, and uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of work ahead of him now. He's uh, he's coming back. Wow. There's, uh, he might get one more vacation in at this point. Nice. Under for Rick. Waz, what about you? See, I want to go over just so I can be on here more often, but I'll, I'll go under. <laughs> nice. A selfish yeah. pick. I like that. I'll take the over, Waz, just because I'd like to have uh, you back. You're uh, you're doing a great job, buddy. Uh, another question for our idiots. It comes from me, actually. And if you didn't see it, I put up a little meme on Daily Faceoff uh, of Steve from Blue's Clues saying, I never forgot you, ever. And so for you guys, the question is, what player is that true of for you? Maybe it's a player that nobody else really liked and you just kind of quietly cheered on and hoped for, or maybe it's a player that you believed in and they just didn't work out in Edmonton Oilers or whatever city that they ended up in. What is your one player that you would say, I never forgot you ever to? Was what about you? I can go, I, I could probably have a long list just because I grew up 
watching uh, Oilers hockey during the decade of darkness. So I, I saw a lot of like gr- gritty, grindy players, but I don't know. Ryan Jones I was always picked on a Jonesy and Theo Peckham. They had a nice got, romance. Ryan Jones would always get lost in that Ryan's Ryan pack of players that we had around that time. Yeah, we were trying to collect them all. Interesting enough today, uh, one order that came to mind because I was doing the countdown on the nation Instagram and I was thinking, who should I put at number 26? And I was thinking, should I do Eric Cole? Because I, I don't know how, how Warriors no. Nation feels about Eric Cole. I had a lot of hope for him. You don't he, put play him down the Play him down the right side. That's where he was always good. Play him down the right side. <laughs> and what do we do? Put him on the left. You can't do what he's doing on the right down the left side. That's the whole issue. Yeah, but then he also won a cup with Carolina against us. So it's like they played uh, him on the right side. So <laughs> fair enough. So there's a couple of good answers from you, Waz. Rick, I'll make you wait for a few more minutes. Mike, what about you? What's your one player that you are or multiple players that you would say, I never forgot you ever? We were talking about him earlier, Alex Hemsky. That yeah. guy was a soldier mm-hmm. and loved the city and played through the decade of darkness when no one would come here. Um I miss his silky skating, his smooth stick handling. This poor guy had no support and was always ballsy enough to go to the corners and get absolutely creamed and just got up with no problem. So that's a guy that moved on to Ottawa and and wherever else he stopped after that. But I never forgot that guy because I swear he was the guy that deserved so much more because he never whined, never complained. And I wish he was here when when we had the talent because he would be sick. That's a that's a solid yeah. answer. Caroline, what about you? What uh, What is your blues clues? I'll never forget you ever. May I give this answer as a Leafs, as a former Leafs fan? Yep, that's okay. You're safe here. We'll allow it. We're in a safe <laughs> space. Okay, uh, so I would say Gary Roberts for me, because when I was younger, uh, I just was in love with Gary Roberts and the way he played. He was such a hard worker to the point where I've said this on, um, I think another podcast that I take permanent right marker and write GR on my hand that stood for Gary Roberts. I'd go to school and be like, if you don't like Gary Roberts, we can't be friends. Like I was crazy. And then you punched them with the same fist. <laughs> so I'm in this, in this school playground, <laughs> but then it's funny. Cause then you fast forward to my, my career in TV and we were doing this shoot and we had like all these all-star athletes like Fred Van Vliet, Andre DeGrasse, Alicia Newman, uh, Shane Doan. And they mentioned that Gary Roberts is in the mix. And with all of these incredible athletes that of course I was excited about, the only one I was like zoned in on. And I think the most excited about out of everyone where I worked was Gary Roberts. Unfortunately, that interview never ended up happening, but I feel like if it did, it would have been a career highlight for me just because when I was little, any little thing that he did, I was just, it, he, he was a player that got me, like he was the guy that made me fall in love with hockey, if that makes sense. Nice. That's a solid answer. I, yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Rick, what about you? What what player makes you feel that little bit of extra special happy feeling? I'm glad we all want bigger names here because, you know, being as old as I am and being an Oilers fan as long as I have, those guys you had a lot of hope for at, you know, game one. Where by game 82, it kind of fizzled out and then some. I have a whole whack full of those guys. So, yeah, we'll just ignore those ones. The one that does stand out is Bill Ranford. Um, the Oilers won their cup when I would have been whatever, about 10 was the last cup I actually remember. Um, just being a young kid, he got behind him. The dude was athletic in terms of his saves. Everything looked cool. Uh, that little, he'd make a, a save with his glove and he'd take the puck from inside of his glove. And he had tossed it up a bit and then catch it on the little cheater between his uh, his index finger and his thumb as he gave it to the ref. It was like little things like that that uh, that caught me as a kid. And uh, those things, I, I will never forget that stuff. Solid, I'm, solid answer. Yeah, honorable close. mention. Yep. Uh, one of my favorites is actually... I mean, my... no. Sorry, we're going to have to move uh, on. Well. Okay. Why you got to be that guy, man? Because <laughs> I love you, Waz. Because okay. I love you, buddy. Okay. You got you to okay. keep your producer on his toes. That's the big thing, okay. right? It's always been the case. You have I'm not, to I'm not Tyler, all right? I'm just going to keep talking until you start talking. So you go ahead and you go ahead and give us your honorable mention, Waz. We love to hear it. Go ahead, buddy. Laddie the floor Schmied. is yours. The floor is yours, Waz. Why go are you going to do this, man? <laughs> I love you, buddy. Go ahead. Laddie Schmid. Nice. Love yeah, that, that guy was a warrior. He, he sh- it's tough because he went to Calgary him. afterwards, yeah, I know. right? And they ruined his career. They did. They That's absolutely, the Calgary Flames ruined Ladislav Smith's career. Vladi was that guy. good. He was, he's a good pick. Good one was. I like it. Friend of the show, Ladislav Smith. Uh, for shots like nothing. For me, the answer, and, and Rick, you got my emotions going just thinking about it, is Tommy Sallow. 
it's always going to be Tommy Salo for, for a guy that was an absolute monster for us. Then he goes over to the Olympics and, and speak of this. one of the most unfortunate shots in the history of hockey. It, it like it, I, I hope that we look back on that and recognize that like mental health is a part of hockey, Literally. right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that is, it's, it's a case in point of it. The guy comes back and, and is just not the same person and, and, and will, and, I guess never really was. So I, it's, so for me, it's always been Tommy Salo. Cause that's, you know, he's like Ken Griffey jr. To me where it's like, if that one thing didn't happen, all those other things could have happened. And, and, and truly sad for me talking about uh, possibly meeting Gary Roberts for you, Caroline is, is Tommy Salo was actually coming to visit us uh, just after the pandemic started. Uh, he was joining a bunch of Swedes and going to come visit Edmonton with the, uh, with the nation. And unfortunately everything that happened since then uh, I know he's in some legal trouble now and I'm not of course supporting or speaking to that at all, but, uh, but yeah, for me as a player, Tommy Salo was my answer. Um, and then I had a great question came in for uh for everybody and i just wanted to hear everyone's answer and then we'll get out of here uh get out of your ears for another week and thank you guys so much for tuning in uh but the question is and i'll start with you rick what is the most rewarding part of your job at the nation and this comes from mandy at this girl in yeg what's the most report rewarding part of your job with the nation rick um that's a tough one like it's um part of it's you know getting to deal with talk to talk hockey like i mean it's it's kind of selfish and whatnot you're i really doesn't no one else gets anything out of it but i've got a whole bunch in my head and then once a week i gotta i gotta spew it off and get it out and the spirit of the people around me don't have to listen to it all the time um interacting with all sorts of oiler fans whether it be trips to calgary or vegas or wherever we go in the future and you meet you know two new people 20 new people and from you know down the street or in and you know in a different in a different city and bringing those guys over from different sides of the world. Like, I don't know, man, it's, 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 I guess it's the interaction with, with people from all over the world who all have the same, the same passion for the Oilers. Guys, listen, Mikey's got to go to work, save some Yes. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Perfect. Thanks listen, for coming, Mike. Stories and uh, we got to do this again. All right. Perfect. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you soon. And Caroline, where, where can people follow Mike if they're looking to talk to him on social media? Physio underscore Mike. Perfect. Check it. Check him out there. And at Pivotal Physio as well, I think. Yeah, he's is. at Pivotal. Um, Good perfect. stuff. Big fan. Yeah. Perfect. So Waz, I'll, I'll let you give us your answer as to what's most rewarding. I know you've just, you've just started with the nation over this pandemic. And, uh, and so you haven't had as much interaction with the fans, which I know yeah, you're looking forward to. But, but what's your most rewarding part of this job? Well, I don't know, just the uh, some of the positive comments that I get sometimes on like TikTok and Instagram saying how like, uh, you know, I, I put a smile to people's faces and you know, give them some joy. That makes that uh, always warms my heart. So I don't know. I just feel blessed every day to be able to represent the Oilers. And that's awesome. Put, put, put a smile on people's faces. That's my goal. You do it well, buddy. You really do. Thanks. Caroline, you, what is your favorite part of working for the nation for the last two weeks? I think because of this space that Nation has created for their coworkers and the fans, it's so, it's almost like a, a, a contagious type of energy and feeling that you want to be in. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who feels this way, but we've all experienced a job or a career where you kind of dread going into work. I don't have that feeling with Nation. Anything that we get to do, whether it's a podcast or a golf tournament or a road trip or a pregame show or a TikTok, whatever it may be, I'm excited to do it. And I'm so proud. I think that that's like the most underlying uh, feeling and emotion from it all. I'm so proud to be a part of this team and, and the people in it, because we all, we're all, we're all the same, you know? And, and I think the same thing goes with, with the fans, not the trolls, the fans. Cause I think those are, you can differentiate the two. Absolutely. I think getting up every morning and loving what I do and being appreciative of where I am and, and everything that we're doing together is such an exciting and positive feeling. Perfect. I love it. Uh, I am going to follow it up with my own version of sappiness, but, but for me, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's the fact that when I was a little kid, I always told myself that I wanted to be able to make a, 
an impact in people's lives when I worked wherever I ended up working. And I went through, like Caroline said, I, w- I went through a two year cycle with like a lot of jobs. I did a lot of fun things, mm-hmm. but never really felt like I was at home with anything. I, I feel like I'm home now with the nation. I've been able to do some really special things with some really special people. Uh, I've been able to, to have those little moments where you get to make an impact on somebody's day just by being there and just being able to hang out with them. And it's not, you know, it's not like I'm ever going to be the, the most famous oiler to play for the game, but it's, it's neat to have that little bit of an impact in the community and feel like we're really doing something here. And so, so yeah, it's, it was a great question. I was excited to answer it and, and, and really glad to hear your guys' answers. And so on that happy go lucky touchy feely feeling, I think we should end it there. Uh, a huge thank you to both uh, Rick, Caroline, Mike, and Waz uh, for for joining me here for this episode. Bag Milk and Tyler will join us next week on episode 159 of the... Oh, wait, wait, let me make sure. Episode 159 oh. next week. This week is episode 158. It has been delivered to you by DoorDash, brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant, Deuce Vodka, and Cornerstone Insurance. A huge thank you to them. A huge thank you to all of you guys listening. I hope you guys had a little bit of fun for an hour out of your week. We'll see you next week. It's been a pleasure. And as always, shout out everyone for listening and best wishes. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for hosting, Dan. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.